Hello and welcome, Scott. It's absolutely fantastic to have you with us today. Um, welcome, Scott Brinker. Uh, he needs no introduction. If you know MarTech or even heard the word, you know who the guy is. Um, Scott, welcome. Thank you. Great to be back with you. I'd love to get you, your thinking. Obviously, this is something you created, you started a long time ago now. I'd love to sort of get insight in terms of what your thinking was when you first put that landscape together. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's a great question. I mean, I'll be honest, I've been uh, surprised myself at how much uh, uptake and distribution, uh, you know, these landscapes have had. Um, I think there's a couple, couple benefits. You know, the first benefit is they help put this industry in perspective. Um, I, I feel like there's been such tremendous change that's happened in marketing, particularly over these past five to eight years, but the truth is it's very hard to visualize or quantify exactly what that change is. And I think these, these burgeoning landscapes of all the different marketing technologies and innovation happening there is actually a very tangible artifact that may, you can look at and you're like, oh my goodness, okay, this is, you know, this is some piece of the tremendous change that's happening. And then that, you know, leads to a bunch of really productive discussions around, okay, how do companies and vendors adapt in this environment? Um, I think there's also a secondary thing of, uh, you know, any one slide can only offer so much actual utility, particularly once you start cramming, uh, you know, hundreds of logos on it. But um, I think one piece of utility it can provide is some sense of uh, the categories, some sense of like, okay, well, what is the scope of the different innovations that we're seeing across marketing? Um, you know, and again, that's a starting point, then you sort of have to dig into the meat from there. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's a very helpful piece for also helping kind of build PR around marketing technology and ultimately draw awareness to this profession that's growing. Um, and like you say, yeah, to be able to look back and demonstrate the growth in solutions is reflective of the market itself. It goes well beyond the platforms and actually the adoption within markets. Um, I think the other thing that's interesting is it, it kind of, it highlights a lot the, I think that the classification is incredibly important and helpful. And it's interesting to see as things evolve, new classifications being added, um, for example, conversational marketing, probably an interesting one, um, which is, you know, obviously an area that the guys at Drift have helped sort of grow out and build awareness around. But I think it's, it's, it helps as well kind of organize the noise. I think it's then trying to step back and still go, all right, if the logos aren't here and I just think about those classifications, how does this wrap around the customer journey? Um, and one of the questions I had around that is I suppose you must have each year a little bit of a sort of debate around actually, is there a new classification needed? You know, is there suddenly, is something missing? Like a logo could go in two places. I'm sure, you know, you get the classic vendor that says, I don't belong here, I belong in such and such or please can you create this new classification for me? Are there any others at the moment that you're considering adding or, or any thoughts or any areas of particular contention? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I would say one of the, you know, sometimes constraints are a good thing. Uh, and so one of the constraints for me is um, just how many logos can I actually fit on one, you know, 16 by nine slide? 
Um, and it turns out uh, by having fewer categories, you can fit more logos. Um, and I think actually that constraint's been a good thing, at least for the one I've worked on, because the truth is, I mean, any one of these categories, I mean, you know, pick something like, you know, content marketing. I mean, I put it there as a big bucket, but I mean, you dig into that and there's easily like, you know, dozens, uh, you know, maybe even 50 or so, like, you know, uh, discrete subcategories of, you know, services and capabilities within it, which is, I think, perfectly uh, good for people to dive into. I just, uh, <laughs> only so many things you can do on like, you know, one slide. Um, so uh, that's why I haven't dug deeper in that. And I tend to have a resistance to adding new categories just because, you know, like uh, a vendor like comes up with a new label. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's, there's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of vendors who part of the innovation they're bringing is spanning categories mm -hmm. in creative new ways. And I, I have tremendous respect for that. Um, but uh, yeah, from just a you know, visualization exercise, uh, it's just not feasible to represent that well. Um, so for me, the bar of adding a new category does get pretty high. It has to have a pretty significant cluster. Uh, you know, like the three we've essentially added in the past you know, a couple of years, uh, certainly conversational marketing as it started to coalesce uh, a variety of tools coming together. Uh, CDPs, you know, David Robb essentially, you know, identified that category and then, uh, yeah, it, it really took off from there. Um, and then uh, we also added a category around, you know, still trying to find the right label for it, but it's this whole bucket of things for like data privacy and consent management and preference management um, that, you know, GDPR certainly, you know, brought, uh, you know, everyone focused on this and made us very aware of it. I think we're actually still very early in the journey of how do we systematically manage this incredible amount of data in the marketing world more in collaboration with our customers and audience. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the, those have definitely been the big ones in recent history. We avoided AI because like <laughs> AI ended up just being embedded in every tool in every category. So it's sort of like, oh, well, which of these tools are, you know, SaaS software? Should we have a SaaS category? Eh, probably not. <laughs> I'd love to chat a little bit around MarTech is marketing. So you published a piece around this, um, which has caused a little bit of a stir. Um, can you talk us through it, first of all? Sure. So uh, it was actually uh, the team at Third Door Media who, um, uh, you know, the folks who produced the MarTech conference, uh, they're the ones who had floated that idea as, hey, maybe this should be the new tagline. Because I think part of what they were trying to get at was, okay, yes, you know, there is... Um, there is this community of marketing technologists and people who really understand this stuff deeply. Uh, and it's great, the, the knowledge sharing that's happening within that community. But the reality is, yeah, you know, pretty much any marketing executive at this point in time who isn't factoring, you know, marketing technology and operations into their overall vision and the overall structure of their organization uh, is that, yeah, I mean, they're, they're being left behind. You know, and so part of the message there was really trying to communicate to that audience of like, hey, listen, MarTech is marketing, you know, now where the debate 
obviously triggered is some people interpreted that as like uh, a claim that, oh, well, all those other things that were marketing no longer exist and MarTech is just the entirety of marketing. And that's definitely not what was meant. Um, but what was meant was, okay, this is, this is a pillar. This is a part of the marketing mission, the marketing discipline today. Uh, and if you're thinking of it as some sort of, yeah, isolated little techie IT-ish type group that isn't core to your strategy, um, wow, you are really missing the opportunity uh, of how this can impact uh, your business. And it, don't get me wrong, it is the, the exact semantics of this, but does it, does, is marketing versus and obviously this isn't as good a scrap line, but MarTech is an important discipline that is part of marketing, not more descriptive. Whether or not that's a better strap line, it's definitely not a better strap line, but is that, is that slightly more descriptive then? <laughs> or, or more accurate in the summary? Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, again, we can kind of get into um, the semantics of it, but I think Here's where I feel being a little bit aggressive in pushing it uh, is valuable is this is a significant change, right? I mean, there are just a ton of people who don't consider the technology to be like an essential element uh, of the marketing mission. Uh, and part of what you want to do is like, you know, grab these people by the lapels and shake them and say, hey, listen, the world really is changing around you. I mean, this is a critical element, you know, of your marketing strategy and operations. Uh, and so it's a little bit like, you know, th th there is a parallel to like the landscape, you know, and you show people the crazy landscape with, you know, thousands of logos. And, it, you know, the reaction is usually if the first time someone ever sees that is inevitably a little bit of shock of, uh, and awe of like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea this was happening. Um, and I think it's a little bit of that same thing. It's like, yeah, you know, I would rather have the debate uh, around <laughs> over-interpreting it, uh, you know, than uh, the risk of people sort of, yeah, whatever, you know. The, it, it raises the conversation. The technologists right? will do that, exactly. It raises the conversation and it's, um, and it's healthy debate and it's healthy conversation. That is, that's what I love. <laughs> Can I, I know that you don't like to predict too much and I won't push you to predict too much, um, but I'd just love to get a little bit of insight, I suppose, in sort of the trends you're seeing and, and where you see them heading across the, the marketing technology landscape right now. So the one I've been focused on lately, uh, and this is uh, certainly intersects with uh, the work I'm now doing at HubSpot as well too, um, is that entire landscape when it grew up it's really one of the things that's most bizarre to me is normally when you see that level of explosion of technology it's usually because it's happening around some underlying platforms like the explosion of apps on you know like the iphone or android or things like that you know the explosion of apps you know that happened around windows you know you know decades ago but like the martech landscape it kind of exploded without really any sort of common centers of gravity underneath it, which was frankly one of the biggest challenges for marketers is they were kind of left on their own to figure out how these pieces connect together. And I think what you finally now are seeing, and it, it's frustrated me that it's taken this long, but uh, I feel like in the past couple of years, 
you know, again, across all the major players, you know, I mean, Adobe, and, uh, you know, Salesforce has been in this for a long time, uh, Oracle, uh, the work I'm trying to do at HubSpot. I mean, it's all about saying, okay, for these major platforms to really embrace their mission as platforms and create this ecosystem that allows non-technical marketers to be able to take these specialized apps, you know, from a wide set of all these other, uh, you know, MarTech vendors and just be able to plug and play them in a much easier way into those foundational systems, unify some of the data, start to get uh, some coherence to the workflow, maybe even some shared UI. Um, and so that trend now seems like it is really moving quickly across the entire industry. And I'm excited. I think that will actually make the MarTech landscape more accessible to a much broader set of businesses yeah d definitely see exactly that here in the uk and across europe as well it's um it's i think you've described it before as sort of democratizing technology and making citizen developers i think it's um yeah moving from the word marketing technologist or marketing techie to actually it's plug and play as you described it it's it's an it's, there's an app for that it's just marketing, which yes. brings us back to the phrase, <laughs> MarTech is marketing. <laughs> so Scott, you're going to be also at our MarTech Fest for the third I am super excited to be coming back. Cannot wait for your session. Can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek in terms of what you'll be talking about? So I think I'm going to dive into this platform concept, but with a little bit of a twist because, okay, we all know the vendors are building out these platforms. But having spent the past couple of years really deep diving into those dynamics, one of the things I've realized is, you know, my goodness, a lot of those same concepts are exactly what we now see marketing operation teams almost trying to recreate within their organizations. And I don't mean then like platform just as in, you know, a particular tech stack with a particular set of APIs. No, I'm almost talking about like an organizational platform. How do you get from this mode where today marketing technologists are almost like a center of excellence, like a service center? It's like, oh, well, if I need something techie, I call the marketing technologist and they go do it for me. Okay, that's cool. That's, you know, a, a step in our, uh, you know, progression. But I think now that we're starting to see more and more businesses take a, a, a broader view of that of saying, oh, all right, what really these marketing technologists can do is enable the set of self-service capabilities uh, that now let a much broader set of marketers throughout the organization, not just marketers, other people in sales and customer service and all this, be able to plug in and self-service a tremendous number of their needs around whether it's, you know, you know, content or, you know, a particular, you know, targeted engagement or some sort of analysis that they want to run to you know, learn, you know, how a particular customer or customer segment is behaving. I mean, the more we can see marketing tech and operations is empowering the rest of the marketing team, uh, I think we're going to unlock just a tremendous amount of, uh, yeah, productivity and creativity in that. So I'll try and share some ideas of how I see companies doing that. Yeah, I think on that point, actually, of um, sort of seeing companies do that, I think it was, um, I think it was one of the Luma reports has talked a lot about sort of um, startup encumbrance that are able to move with speed and have real impact with a, a fraction of the resource, both in terms of people and cash. Because of MarTech, because it, it can deliver that level of scale and personalization automation. Yes, exactly. But it's like, in order to really take advantage of that, 
it's not enough to have the raw capability. You have to have the rest of the marketing org feel that those capabilities are accessible to them, that they can deploy them and apply them uh, in just an incredibly wide variety of uh, scenarios. Yeah, I think that one of the things we try and do at the MarTech Alliance is, you know, our core is marketing technology made simple. We put the R in brackets sometimes because it's not simple, but we, that, that's at least <laughs> our goal to simplify it. But I think, um, yeah, broadly speaking, that's what MarTech is there for. It is to make marketing simpler. It's to give that power and, and really, really allow people to move with speed and agility. Um, I mean, it's one of the reasons I ended up getting so embedded in MarTech because I just want to move quicker. I just want to make things happen and crack on. Yeah, it's a really exciting time. I think um, uh, I think this sort of crossing of the chasm from Martech being a discipline of its own to being really an integrated element uh, of just how marketing operates, um, that's going to be really exciting here over these next two to three years. Yeah, it's obviously well-cited Gartner's 29% um, uh, of marketing budgets being spent on Martech. It, it can't be ignored. It can't be ignored anywhere. It's, you know, it's, is it one in three conversations being had by marketers? And if it's not, then something's out of sync. <laughs> yeah, and this is why it's good to have a, a slide with lots of logos you can use to trigger those conversations. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm quite flippant when I talk about any landscape. It's a bunch of logos. It's, but no, it, it is. <laughs> but it, it serves a purpose, and, it, and, it's, and it's a good purpose. And, you know, it's, it's, it's shareable, it's engaging, it pulls people in, and it starts those conversations. And then you can dig deeper. Yep, you know, uh, but that being said, it is always, uh, <laughs> after you've seen it a few times and you've engaged with it, it's like, uh, yeah, I think developing a healthy sense of humor to it as well, too. Is, uh, <laughs> it balances it out. It, it, it's definitely not a miracle uh, cure at this point. <laughs> How many years deep? Is yours seven or eight? Is it more? Yeah, it was 2011. I published the first one, so. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, I gotta tell you, like the reason I uh, sort of beg away from uh, being asked for predictions is, I swear, if you had asked me in 2011 how much I thought that was going to grow, I thought, well, I don't know, might double to like 300 or 400 over 10 years. Uh, just, I was as surprised as anybody uh, by this explosion. Not just the explosion, but the speed by which it happened. Uh, that was just uh, really remarkable. And again, some of that's marketing. Some of it's just, we're in a whole new age in how software gets created and deployed. Um, uh, and so, yeah, it isn't just marketing. We're seeing these same dynamics happen in pretty much every other uh, discipline as well, too. And, and where do you see things headed? Do you think there's going to be more consolidation? I think this platform approach is going to have exactly that right balance of consolidation in major platforms. And then frankly, probably a continued growth in the specialized apps that then were designed from the very beginning to plug into those common uh, you know, platform frameworks. Um, and hopefully this gets us to a place where it's the best of both worlds, where, you know, there's a relatively rational set, you know, of uh, choices you make on major platforms. Uh, but then once you've got a platform, pretty much any particular capability that you want to be able to pull in, somebody somewhere in the world is developing an app for that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, click a button and install it. Maybe not quite that simple yet, but we'll get in there. That's, that's the goal. That's the aspiration. It's, I think it's plug and play and solve it most or some of the time. 
Um, there's plenty of times now you can, but yes, yes, it all, it'll... we're working on it. <laughs> and it's interesting to see the, yeah, the, the growth of the ecosystem at HubSpot. You know, it's, it's really remarkable. And the ones that, you know, make me particularly excited there is there was this first generation of essentially well-known MarTech companies who then integrated their products, uh, which is great, right? Because people know these things and they maybe have them and just to get them to work better together is a wonderful step. But in this past year, we've now started to see like this whole new generation of entrepreneurs and innovators who they're creating things from scratch specifically for the HubSpot platform and that ecosystem. Uh, and that gets really interesting. It's a very different kind of business than, you know, folks who are trying to like uh, build another billion dollar platform themselves. Uh, but man, you start to get those innovators, you know, that are actually quite fine building, you know, million dollar, $10 million business specialized on a particular niche. Um, you know, the, the focus uh, that those passionate entrepreneurs can bring to those um, ideas is, yeah, it's really inspiring. Definitely. Scott, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thanks again for having me. Thank you. Thanks very much.